it's us again and viewers of the podcast. I'm Michael Kang. And I'm Allison. Let's just get right to it with Meghan Markle. She gave birth to her and Prince Harry's second child last week. She gave birth to a baby girl on June 4th. So she had a Gemini baby. Yeah, May the 4th be June. With June. Isn't that July? No. no oh, that's May 4th. May. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Let's start over. Let, let me reboot my brain. Poor, poor Harry and Meghan. They're like, these two dummies are going to talk about our kid now. They can't even get the month right. <laughs> They don't even know which they don't even know which month May the fourth happens. Well, it's a good thing those two don't even know we're alive. I know. So they're, they're never they're never gonna hear this. Yeah, we're lucky for that. Yeah. So Megan and Harry's new daughter shares a birthday in case you care with Angelina Jolie. Okay. Scott Wolf. Okay. EJ Johnson. Great. Michelle Phillips. Uh, not not bad company. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Megan gave birth at 1140 in the morning uh, at Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital near their home in Montecito, California. Since you care about this, uh, her daughter weighed in at seven pounds, 11 ounces. Listen, I love to know the weight of a baby. Ever since I had a baby. Why? To fat shame them? Yeah, I'm like, seven pounds, gross. (laughs) (laughs) Try out 11 ounces. (laughs) A whole 11? Okay. No, I just, I love, I don't know why. It's like, and guess what? Every baby weight is redundant. It doesn't matter. It like completely doesn't matter. You could have told me that the baby was five pounds. You could have told me the baby was 11 pounds. Actually, 11 pounds. I'd be like, that's a big baby. Yeah, I wouldn't even, I'd be like, okay, that's a baby. Some of these announcements, they include like the height, the inches or whatever. And I'm like, we don't, we, we're, we're busy bodies. But we don't need that much information. There's, there's a limit to how much we care. Yeah. So they didn't announce the birth until Sunday. So they kept that shit on lock for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Um, we already knew that Megan was going to have a girl because they told Oprah that in that interview. Mm-hmm. And many figure that they would honor Harry's mother, Princess Diana, in their daughter's name, which they did. So her full name is Lilibet Diana Mountbatten Windsor. It just rolls off your tongue like Cher or Madonna. Yes. Uh, They're calling her Lily for short. (laughs) So the name honors Harry's grandmother, the Queen, and Princess Diana. Diana for obvious reasons. But Lilibet is the Queen's nickname. I always thought her nickname was um, Boozehound McCorgy Lover. But apparently yeah. it's Lilibet. And I, I'm pretty sure that uh, nickname originated when she was like um, like a young girl, six or seven. Yeah, it was like a little girl name. And then Prince Philip was the last person in her life to call yeah. her that regularly. Oh, I'm Lilibet. sorry. I, I'm sorry, Michael. I was making a joke saying that um, her nickname of Boozehound McCorgy oh, <laughs> dates back to when she was a child. Yeah, but yeah. Yes, you're she, correct. She outgrew that is, name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lilibet is for when she's younger. <laughs> and so now that's the name of Megan and Harry's daughter. Um, yeah. A little bit of Diana in my life. A little bit <laughs> of Elizabeth by my side. I'm pretty sure, so, yeah, that they pulled the uh, name from the Mambo Number no. 5 book of baby names. <laughs> yeah, that was their it's inspiration. Bestseller. So the name has, of course 
brought on some drama because everything Meghan and Harry, everything they do brings on drama from the British Mm -hmm. tabloids and Mm -hmm. the Sussex haters. So because they think it's rich that Meghan and Harry named their daughter after the Queen, you know, after they slammed the royal family, called the royal family racist during their Oprah interview, you know, distanced themselves Mm -hmm. from royals. Mm-hmm. Also, Lilibet's cousin, Princess Charlotte, who is mm-hmm. uh, Prince William and Duchess Kate's daughter, her full name is Charlotte Elizabeth Diana. Mm-hmm. So now there's two similar. Elizabeth Dianas. I mean, to be fair, they I'm I'm going to come out in defense of both of these names. This is the royal family and they typically recycle through the same 10 names like i feel like that their baby book is just one page it's like double spaced in uh 30 point font and it's like here are your names elizabeth margaret victoria charlotte george edward william and what am i missing here b uh beatrice eugenie eugenie um Charles, Charles. How did I forget Charles? Philip. Oh, well, everyone he... forgets about him. <laughs> Poor Charles. Yeah, so, and people have also pointed out that Megan doesn't really pay homage to her family in her children's names. Like, yeah. Harry and Megan's eldest child, their first child, two-year-old Archie, is named Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. Archie, mm-hmm. as far as we know, isn't from Megan's side of the family. And Harrison is after Harry. Mm-hmm. So people think that, like, maybe Megan could have paid tribute to her own mother since, you know, they're very close and right. her mother lives part time with them in Montecito. So Megan's mother's name is Doria Lois Ragland. So mm-hmm. Lilibet, like, could have been Doria Diana. It could have been, yeah. That's kind of a hot name, Doria Diana or Doriana. It, she should have been Doriana because that's like a soap opera villainous name. Yeah, Doriana's a great name. It's like Doriana St. James or something. Oh, yeah, that would have been perfect. But um, Mm -hmm. they settled on Lilibet Diana. Now, Mm -hmm. your thoughts on this name, Allison? I think, okay, my thoughts are I, uh, we have had a conversation in private before about names that I was going to name my daughter. And so I'm in no position to judge anyone's baby names. Oh, judge away, please. (laughs) You're in All every this- position. We have a gossip <laughs> podcast. I know. I'm like, I'm like, I know that we don't typically, uh, you know, gossip about other people's lives on this podcast. Um, I think that the name is like, it's fine. I think that, okay, it's kind of funny to me, though, that like, Arch, that sounds shady. I don't mean to be shady. It's just funny. It's like, I feel like they wanted like, there was a big kind of push for like, you know, be like, sources say Harry and Meghan want to raise Archie really normal. And like, sources say uh, Harry and Meghan don't want their kid to be a stuck-up royal. And then to me, it's like Lilibet Mountbatten-Windsor sounds like the name of a girl who rides a show pony to school. Like, yeah, that is the, like, snobbiest name Rich I can girl think of. Name, yeah. yeah, her Lunchables are caviar and crackers. Yeah, beluga. Yeah, and, like, somebody gives her a nickname. Like, they're like, do you go by Lily? And she's like, I certainly do not. I never have. It is a little bit. Thank you very much. So that's a no. You don't like the name. 
I think it's, no, I think it's fine. You know what it is? I'm completely indifferent. I think that it's like, I don't hate it. I don't love it. I wouldn't be like, ooh, I think I want to name, you know, a kid Lilibet. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's fine. It's fine. There are worse names. It is fine. Yeah, there, yeah. Yeah. It is fine, I mean, period. <laughs> what are your feelings? Well, these two love drama. And I do yeah. feel like they knew this name was going to bring drama because they love drama. The name was a choice. Well, and um, at, the ver- yeah, at the very least, too, I mean, it is, it's kind of the same name as her other girl cousin. Yeah, and after, like you know, all this royal shit, it yeah. is, I mean, they had to have known that they were going to be picked apart for this name. But mm-hmm. I do like it because I've said on another episode that um, when naming a child, mm-hmm. you should think about the possibility they could write their memoirs in the future. So you need to give them a name that they can put, you know, use in a pun on a on the title of their memoir. So Harry and Meghan have done done that because it could be like just a little bit or That's, a little bit ro- royal. Yeah, a little bit dramatic. Yeah, the possibilities are endless. So I like it for for that reason. From a branding standpoint, it's perfect. Yeah. And so People Magazine says, the name Lilibet is also a nod to Megan's mother. Okay? They are probably in urgent care right now, People Magazine, because they definitely pulled several muscles with this reach. This is a reach. (laughs) Okay. So they're calling the baby Lily, right? Yes. Well, apparently, Megan wrote on her old blog, The Tig, that her mother used to call her Flower since she was little. So Lily is a nod to Flower. I mean, that's That's a reach. That's a, yeah, that's like a memento style uh, problem solving Rubik's Cube kind of situation. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, yeah, they, they, they tried to make that work. But, um, baby Lily is now eighth in line to the British throne, right behind Archie. She will probably not get a title. Um, so she's not a princess or duchess or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. People Magazine says that Harry and Meghan told his grandmother, the Queen, that they were naming their daughter after her. And the Queen was one of the first members of the royal family to find out about Lilibet's birth. She found out before all of us did. Um, Harry and Meghan haven't released pictures of Lily, but Lily had a video call get together with the Queen already. Oh, that's very cute. And Buckingham Palace released a statement on behalf of the Queen, Prince Charles, Camilla, William, and Duchess Kate, congratulating Harry and Meghan. Charles also spoke at an an event this week and called the birth of his latest grandchild happy news. William and Kate have already sent Harry and Meghan a baby gift. What did they get her? It's definitely from the re-gift closet. They've got three kids already, so they went into the re-gift closet and were like, okay, we have a monogram blanket with an L on it for Louis, just that'll do. Perfect. Or they said, you know, let's go into Charlotte's closet, get some dresses and say, well, you took her name, so you might as well take her style too. Biters. <laughs> Biter, that's, that was inscribed on the gift card. Yeah. In, in like, um, in calli- silver script. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Harry is supposed to go to England next month by himself for, um, the dedication of a statue of his mother. He's probably not going to bring Megan and um, Lily. But do you think baby Lily will bring Harry and his family back together, Allison? 
Will no. this baby be the olive branch? Is this is this baby a I guess a reverse band-aid baby where things are already like broken up but then the baby actually fixes it together? Oh, she'd be uh, that'd be a super That'd be a super glue baby. Yeah. Somewhere else insiders were saying this could be a Band-Aid baby. Like, could, you know, not Harry and Meghan, not uh-huh. a Band-Aid on Harry and Meghan, but a Band-Aid on Harry and his family. I mean, maybe lots of people like babies, but I don't yeah. think I don't think so. They like living in California and they like making their Netflix money. And I think that, like, maybe people will be nice, you know, because, like, it, it's super easy to send someone a card being like, congratulations on your baby. The door is open is what I'm saying. So it's like kind of easy to stick your foot in there and be like, hey, how is everything going? Just thinking about you guys. <laughs> Call me. Reach out if you want to. <laughs> Although Kate will probably be pregnant next week. So with twins. Yeah, there'll be another there'll be more babies in the family to um, dote over. Do you think that this is going to be a Band-Aid slash super glue baby? No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> a simple no. A simple no. <laughs> Indifferent. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move on to Jeff Bezos going to space. But unfortunately for us, he's coming back to Earth. That's good news for the aliens, though, that he's not staying in space. But he's coming back to the Earth. So Elon Musk has SpaceX, which carries astronauts into space. But Elon himself has never been to space. Um, Richard Branson has Virgin Galactic, which he's never uh, been on, so he's never been to space. Mm-hmm. Um, so Jeff Bezos is for real going into space on July 20th. And those three have had like a little tiff about space, mm-hmm. you know, like a dick waving, con- dick measuring contest about space. Yes, this is a spaceship measuring contest. Yeah, so Jeff is the first one to win that, I guess. So... Jeff is stepping down as CEO from Amazon. He's staying on as executive chairman. And he's currently worth over $186 billion. So he's got the money and he'll have the time to go to space. Mm -hmm. Jeff is going with his brother, Mark Bezos. And they'll travel on a rocket from his space company, Blue Origin. Because like I said, if you're a billionaire and you don't have a space company, you're not really a billionaire. Also, even though that space company definitely sounds like a meal service kit. For fish. Primarily for fish. <laughs> for ver- yeah, for, yeah. for see, fish with see, uh, yeah. a lot of extra money in their budget. So the rocket is reusable, and it's called New Shepard. It's a pressurized capsule, and there's room for six people. There's no pilots. Blue Origin is auctioning off a seat on the space flight and the money will go to charity. So the high bid is currently at $3.8 million. So if you really want to be trapped in a small space with Jeff Bezos, get your coins together. Yeah, I would bid $0 for that. I would bid nothing. Although like, let's say you're in the spaceship with him, right? Because small, small space. And he farts and use a jar to catch that fart. Is that currency? Can use that as currency, a billionaire's fart. Look, if I know anything about the internet, it's that weirdos will they'll buy anything. So yes, that's a that's a good investment. Yes. That might pay for the space flight and then some. Like I said, he's going to uh Jeff Bezos is coming back, but the Earth will be Bezos, Jeff Bezos for eleven minutes. Uh, that's how 
long this whole thing is going to take. So the rocket is only going to travel to the Kármán line, which is the altitude where space begins. So it's about 62 miles above sea level. So the rocket is just going to fly up there, stick around for a minute, and then come back down. I mean, is that even going to space? That's why he's fucking doing it, because he said... A few years ago, he threw some hate at uh, Richard Branson and Virgin Galactic because he said Virgin Galactic doesn't really go to space because they don't pass, you know, the the Carmen Carrera line or yeah. whatever it's called. So he, so that's why he wants to pass that Carmen line a little bit. But like, what? that's just like a flight, isn't that just going on a flight? Isn't that flying somewhere? Yeah, he's flying to the Carmen Carrera line. Yeah, but does, don't all planes go to the Carmen Carrera line? No. They go over the clouds. Were, but I think the Carmen Carrera line is way past that. But like, what is space then is my question. Well, I told you it's like, past what is, the Carmen Carrera line, which like, is like 62 miles. No, but like, no, no, like, go back. Like, but what is space? <laughs> oh, that's this. Are you stoned? <laughs> How are you stoned and I'm not? I'm not stoned. I'm Something just really is wrong confused. with this picture. No, because, Michael, here's what I know about the Earth. It's like the Earth and then there's the clouds. And then the clouds, that's the only thing separating us from space. Right? Is that right? Well, I think what is technically space is past this line. Okay. okay. So is there like, so there's clouds and then like the ozone layer is the clouds or whatever. I mean, I flunked probably like fourth grade science. So you're definitely asking the wrong person. Yeah, my brain right now is like a broken hamster wheel. And then it's also a paper mache solar system where all the planets have like fallen off the (laughs) the fishing line. But he's he's going to space. So that's uh, he's going to be a space man. Yes. Of course, there was backlash since Jeff is going to space while it's shitty on Earth, specifically in Amazon warehouses. Uh, you know, workers are pushed to the limit. Mm-hmm. They aren't paid a livable wage, and they're scolded when they take breaks, like bathroom breaks, and some have yeah. to pee in bottles. Amazon drivers have also said that they have had to pee in bottles and they've had to shit in bags. So, and you know, Jeff Bezos' rocket probably has like a platinum toilet. He's not going to piss in a bottle, not even a gold bottle. No, he, one of those passengers is probably a person he has hired just to like personally collect his pee while he's up there for 11 minutes because you know he's not going to hold it. He, you know, it's like, what's the point of going to space unless you can brag that you like took a piss in space? Yeah, that's true. That's true. how are they going to collect it? Do I don't, I don't want to know this. A billionaires are fucking. I don't weird. want to know his know. kinks. I really I've don't seen, want to know his kinks. So. No, I've seen eyes wide shut. I know that yeah. people with money are weird as hell. So he posted this video right on Instagram saying, yep. that, "Oh, it's always been a dream since five years old." Okay, <laughs> so I'm not going to plastic surgery shame, but can we talk about his face? Yeah, Michael, I would love to talk about his face because here's the thing. So I wrote about this post for Delisted, and when I was watching that video, I was like. Did, did has Jeff Bezos been doing gravity training? You know when you do that thing like in movies they put you in the seat and then they spin you around in a room and then you're you're like um you know it's like to test you for gravity to see if you can go up in space. But like Jeff Bezos I don't know I don't know. I can't even speculate cuz like is it maybe Jeff Bezos has been in the pandemic like the rest of us. So Okay, so Jeff Bezos is is currently dating Lauren Sanchez. 
Lauren uh-huh. Sanchez, uh-huh. she has that Hollywood cat face. It's She's perfect. obviously had plastic surgery. Yes. So maybe that rummed off on him. But um, he looked to- like to me, he looks totally different in the video. I thought it was his brother. Like I because I've never seen his brother, Mark Bezos. So I was like, is that yeah. his brother? Because he kind of looks like Jeff Bezos, but not really. He looks like Matt Pinfield's brother. And I think what gives the like the that he's had some work is these uh-huh. lips. So I don't <gasps> yeah, know if zero gravity is going to give you some Kylie Jenner lips. Well, I like maybe uh, when you're doing the zero gravity testing, your face plumps up a little bit. I mean, I don't. Is he doing that? No, I think he's doing uh, fillers. <laughs> oh yeah, or or he's been eating like you know the astronaut space food that they give you, where it's like all dehydrated. Well, maybe he had an allergic reaction to some astronaut ice cream. And they were like, Jeff, we don't have time to wait for the swelling to go down. We have to film it now. We only have the camera crew for another five minutes. And he's like, okay, I'll do what I got to do. Or he's he's getting like lip injections, maybe? Or it's like, I mean, he's Jeff Bezos is not drinking, uh, eating astronaut ice cream. So it's astronaut caviar, but it's in the testing stages and he tested it and it made his lips blow up. But it was probably um, fillers. I mean, some people on Twitter were saying like steroids, fillers, Botox, face off surgery, the whole thing. But um, yeah, he doesn't look like Jeff Bezos. And maybe he did that on purpose because when he goes to space, the aliens aren't going to recognize him and try to get money. Because they know he's a billionaire. Honestly, Michael, that's probably it. Because if I, I was an alien and I knew that Jeff Bezos was coming to space, you know that I would be like in the movie Alien. I'd be latching onto his face. Being like, give me some cash and I'll let <laughs> give me go. Give some money, yeah. Or a Prime membership for a year or something. Uh, but on another note, Jeff Bezos' brother was hot to me. Oh, okay. Listen, Michael, on Twitter, I saw someone <laughs> describe him as um looking like the porn version of jeff bezos okay that ruined it for me (laughs) (laughs) you you didn't you didn't need to do that to me (laughs) and we have another story about another megan but this one is about a megan who is not just a little bit annoying but very annoying so megan mccain has been on the view for four seasons i can't believe it's only been four seasons Michael, I feel like she's been on since 1997, and I don't even think the show premiered till like 1998. Yeah. She's been on a long time. And I'm sure that she would stay 40 seasons more if they let her, because Megan loves fighting on The View. It's the wind beneath her wings. That's her Bette Midler song. She loves The View. She loves fighting on The View, and she loves being a mess. She, like, definitely, it's like if she's, like, a sim, you know, from the uh, video game The Sims... Yeah. Her little diamond is always green because yeah, the view. Yeah, the view's doing it for her. So, behind the scenes, we know that Megan allegedly doesn't have like the greatest reputation with the rest of her co-hosts. Um, and we, I mean, we kind of can get that feeling because every day it feels like there's a new clip of you know Megan screaming about something until Whoopi cuts to commercial. So something happened sort of recently, and Megan got in trouble for it. So there's a new president of ABC News. Um, Their name is Kim Godwin. And Kim Godwin reportedly had to call a meeting with Megan and Joy Behar. I'm I'm sure you're, if you know anything about The View, I'm sure you're sure you're show, sure you're so shocked that it's Megan and Joy who who got in trouble. So um, they fight, obviously, during 
every Hot Topic segment. I feel like even when Megan isn't there, Megan's fighting from home. And same thing with Joy. It's like if Joy takes a sick day, she's still fighting with Megan. So two weeks ago, Joy and Megan got into it over um, a conversation on anti-Semitism. So I should stress, this wasn't a debate. Nobody was on the pro side here. Everybody agrees that anti-Semitism is bad. But the reason they were talking about it is because um, they're having a discussion about Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene's comments comparing mask mandates to the Holocaust, which is a terrible take. They could have just said this is a shitty take and moved on, but that's not what the view is. So that sent Megan into like a rage spiral and she started ranting about Representative Ilhan Omar. And so Megan's kind of main point was saying that like, um, hate crime, like, because they were talking about like how you shouldn't, you know, compare mask mandates to the Holocaust and that's bad and it's stupid and blah, blah, blah. And then they're talking about hate crimes and stuff like that. And so Megan was saying, you know, like, I'm so passionate about uh, hate crimes against Jewish people. Um, You know, I'll, I'll fight forever for anti-Semitism, uh, you know, which like we're all in agreement here on that. But then she said she wished, she basically said, I'm paraphrasing, she had wished that the view would dedicate as much time to anti-Jewish hate crimes as they do to all the other hate crimes, which of course is, that's like a wrong statement because the view talks about all hate crimes. It's not like the view has some kind of uh, anti-Semitic, uh, anti-Semitics, the... anti-Semitism, anti-Semitism, anti-anti-Semitism, uh, you know what word I'm talking about where it's like, um, where they're like, I like writing in their bullet journal, like today we're going to ignore this hate crime. Yeah. 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 You know what word I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. This isn't the dictionary podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, um, they so that's when like joy like flipped out and she was like i resent that remark because joey has been around forever and like i'm sure it wouldn't take you know two seconds for us to go on youtube and look up like joy behar talks about you know uh a jewish hate crime that happened you know what i mean it's like it's not like the view is um ignoring it so agenda it's not their agenda that's the word i was looking for the view doesn't have an agenda to ignore these type of hate crimes megan is just being mess so joy was like i resent that remark she decided to make it personal right so she started kind of targeting uh, targeting megan i shouldn't say that they're targeting each other there's like you know uh, well she just said like joy was joy was like you know i've been on this show for 25 25 years years. in those 25 years i've spoken out uh, you know against anti-semitism over and over again. So I do not appreciate you saying that. And Megan was like, yes, I know you've been on the show 25 years. I've been on the show four years. And so I don't know if that was like, you're an old bitch or whatever, but yeah, so. I mean, I've been talking about anti-Semitism on this show for 25 freaking years. Don't tell me what I'm supposed to be saying, Megan, okay? You do your thing, we do ours. I know, I'm well aware we do separate things on the show, Joy, okay? And I know you've been here 25 years, I've been here four. That's right, that's right. Should have some respect for that. No, no but blue moon. <laughs> And also, too, I mean, just to note, Joy Behar is an incredible uh, Italian-American icon, but she is also, she was married to, one of her husbands was Jewish, and I think maybe her current husband might be Jewish as well. So it's like, obviously, she's speaking from a place that she 
you know, she understands and she's pissed off at Meg and whatnot. But yes, Michael, like you said, she brought up that she's been on the show for 25 years and Megan was super rude about that. Uh, although I will say, if you want to call someone old, that was like a softball that Joy kind of gave to Megan. Well, I didn't, I didn't think Megan's was, I didn't. I mean, sure, I guess she was trying to be bitchy, but it didn't land. Because first I'm like, what does that mean? And then I'm like, oh, she's probably calling her an old bitch, which is like, uh, first of all, yes, she's old. Second of all, since when is like experience a bad thing? So yeah, it didn't land, as usual. So um, they started really getting into it and like sniping back and forth. They like weren't talking about hate crimes or anti-Semitism anymore. They were just, you know... Uh, getting pissed off with each other. I am very, very shocked, I'll say this, that no one uh, got really dirty and said something like, I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast, because that's where it felt like it was going. It was getting out of hand. Of course, Whoopi had to like step in and, you know, do what Whoopi does best, which is cut to commercial. So it was a mess. It was a huge mess. And so sources that spoke with TMZ said that after that show, um, the ABC News president, Kim Godwin, was like, I need Joy and Megan in my office right now because this is fucked up and you guys are ruining the show. So allegedly what was said was that Kim told Megan and Joy the show is getting toxic, but it's not getting toxic because of the topics. It's getting toxic because of how certain hosts, ahem, are handling them and that there's too many personal attacks and that people don't like watching that. The sources that spoke with TMZ also said that viewers um, had been writing in after that specific show and asking for ABC just to straight up fire Megan um, after her like latest fight with Joy um, because they're like, that's it. Like she's, she's a mess. Like just fire her. Like why is she still on the show? So um, Megan, of course, handled this situation extremely reasonably and mature, um, which is to say she did the exact opposite of that according to TMZ sources. Megan reportedly stormed out of the meeting before it was over uh, and claimed that she felt very attacked to, you know, to misquote Laganja Estranja from season five or season seven of Drag Race. Um, So yeah, obviously Megan is still on the show. And despite feeling very attacked in that meeting, uh, and Joy is still on the show, and that was two weeks ago, and there's still, you know, it hasn't been as messy as it was, but um, obviously, it's only a matter of time. It's like a little, it's like a little board. I'm sure that they have um, in like the break room at the view where it's like how many days since Megan Megan's last meltdown, and like they go in with the dry erase, and they're like, okay, guys, it's been four days. This is a new record for us. Um, so, Michael, I have a question though for you about this. So is this not why people watch The View? Like if people didn't want to watch, if people wanted the news without personal attacks and petty grudges, wouldn't they just watch the actual news? Well, The View, that's what The View is. And I think like Megan gets The View trending many, many days. Mm -hmm. And I watch The View every single day. And I will admit that Mm -hmm. I love, hate watching Megan. I like... I will watch The View while working, and when Megan talks about something that I think she's going to say some stupid shit, I stop and listen because yeah. I love like yelling back and getting angry at her. 
So <laughs> I think a, there might be viewers like that, which is why she gets trending and why people talk about her and like, you know, why she's on there. So I think that's like, you know, people writing, you know, like Fire Megan. I don't think that's going to happen because of that, because she gets them fucking attention. Yeah. Like on the days that she's not there, they what don't they even really about? fight and they all kind of agree with each other. And that's why you need, I'm not saying you need Megan, but you need like a counterpoint. Some, But the problem with Megan is like her, her point always gets fucking garbled and always gets like, she can't, she can't make a point without getting defensive, without yeah. making it about her. So that's when you're like, because ah, ah. if it was like someone, a re- uh, someone who had a counterpoint and they were like, you know, reasonable and they weren't whiny, it wouldn't be a hate watch for me. But because her delivery, it is what she says too, but also her delivery, it's like such a hate watch. And, but another thing I've noticed and why mm-hmm. my theory, I'm going to put on a tinfoil hat. Okay. I think they don't want to fire her. And I think because not only because she gets them attention, but like, um, it was last week or the week before. So they were covering on Hot Topics. Mm-hmm. They were covering the um, valedictorian, high school valedictorian in Texas, who she like changed up her speech. Right, she and, went off script, yeah. Yeah, and went, uh, you know, talked about women's right to choose yeah. and women's rights. And they, so at the beginning of the show, they're like, these are the Hot Topics we're going to cover, right? And they said that, I was like, oh my God. Megan, because she's seriously anti-abortion, is going to lose it. Mm-hmm. But when they came on air, Megan wasn't there. They said, Megan is out today. Anna Navarro is filling in for her. And this has happened before. So my theory is that like with topics where they know she's going to say some seriously stupid shit and lose it and fight with everybody and possibly get her ass fired, they like protect her by not putting her in putting her in you know that situation oh okay i yeah i know what you mean all right so see i have the opposite um i kind of have the opposite theory of that is that i feel like megan is popping off on stuff that doesn't really matter that much because i feel like in a situation like that they would expect megan to be on like the pro-life um platform but i feel like she's not like i feel like megan is pro-choice ultimately so she like my theory is that they she was like listen I need to tap out because I won't be able to fight with anyone during this segment, um, and that's not what you need from me. I'm not being helpful if I'm not fighting with people. No, I no she's definitely well if she is pro cho- choice she's secretly pro choice <laughs> because like guns she loves guns and she loves keeping that baby. It's true. <laughs> yeah, she's so anti-abortion. So that, like, she's gotten in fights before on that show. So that's why, like, I think they, they, um, that's my theory. And also, like, when, so they haven't been in the studio since the pandemic. They're yeah, all, like, the at, pandemic, yeah. in their own place. So yeah. when they come back in the fall and if they're all still together, they're probably going to be back in the studio. And it's going to be a mess. It's going to be more of a mess. Because now it's all like kind of a monologue, you know, it's like Whoopi says and then Whoopi mm-hmm. talks about the, you know, sets up the story and then they each give their opinion. There, There's not a lot of like debating. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when there is, they kind of go at each other. So when they're in the fucking studio, they're really going to go at each other. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if they like warn Megan. They're like, Megan, you can't actually like leap over the desk and like 
Well, they're going to have to strap down Joy because she's going to leap over the desk (laughs) and suck up Megan's ugly hair for once and for all. Alice and I want to quickly get into five stories, starting with Kim Kardashian. Groan, groan. So as we know, Kim Kardashian is trying to be a lawyer, and she was preparing for the baby bar, Mm -hmm. which sounds horrible to me because I like an adult bar. Mm -hmm. I like adult-sized cocktails, not baby-sized ones. They're too small. But the baby bar is actually um, what first-year law students take um, to they take it, and then if they pass it, that means it's the okay to keep going to law school for three more years. <laughs> so um, the baby bar is apparently very hard and has a low passability rate. So Kim failed it. Mm-hmm. She needed 560 to pass, and she got 474, which her instructor claims is a good score. So Kim said it was all that reading that got to her. The reading, all that reading was very hard. The jokes write themselves. Um, Kim claims she's studying to take it again soon. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will be, I'll play devil's advocate. And I'll say that I believe Kim when she says that she did a ton of studying for this exam. Like, I bet that every single day she opened up her computer and she's like, okay, it's time to study for the baby bar. And then she like opens up Google and she's like, Google, can a baby be in a bar? They can be in a bar, but they can't drink until they're 21. And she's like, okay, studying is done for today. And then she would do that over and over again until she could remember that, you know, a baby can't drink until they're 21. But unfortunately, that wasn't enough to pass. Well, unfortunately, that was that question wasn't on the test. So that's <laughs> sad for her. But um, what's most surprising to me is that Kim didn't cheat. Like, yeah. Chris Jenner <laughs> must be so disappointed because... She taught her daughters to scheme and grift their way into getting what they want. And so Kim learned nothing from Chris. You're doing horribly, sweetie. (laughs) So in a past episode, we talked about um, Taika Waititi and Rita Ora, who are dating. They were caught by the paparazzi getting all close to Tessa Thompson in Australia. They were cuddling. They were having a three-way kiss, etc. So... Taika and Tessa were in Australia to do the new Thor movie for Marvel. So I joked that Disney was going to be pissed since they probably think that a three-way kiss is not family-friendly. Well, according to the Daily Telegraph, execs at Marvel and Disney were not happy about the pictures because the pictures don't reflect the image they'd like to portray for one of their biggest franchises but uh different insiders said that marvel isn't bothered by the pigs yeah i doubt that i bet that marvel showed up at taika's house and was like don't make us ask twice or rita ora won't be the only one without a career so you think they really got pissed about this absolutely they did michael i don't even think they let many of the superheroes kiss in the movie because they need it to be so family friendly don't they have orgies or didn't one of them talk about having orgies? Did I? I was watching the porn parody podcast. Yeah, I think that you were maybe watching like a porn parody of Thor. See, I don't think Marvel gives a shit, honestly, because Rita Ora can't even get a song on the charts in Liechtenstein. So how the fuck does she have the power to bring down a billion dollar superhero franchise? But I wish she did. I wish she did. I wish she would bring down Thor. So all the way back in 2013... The tabloids claim that Julianne Huff, 
and Leonardo DiCaprio were getting all flirty at Coachella. She was 24 then, so she was below Leo's 25 age limit for girlfriends and hookups. Leo was uh, around 38 at the time. Recently, Julianne Huff's teenage niece, her name is Star, did a TikTok where she claimed that her Aunt Julianne fucked Leonardo DiCaprio and that her aunt told her he wasn't good in bed. Kids these days. Um, <laughs> we've heard this from tabloids before, like one sex partner of Leo's said he was the laziest lay in Hollywood and just laid there listening to MGMT on his AirPods while vaping. Romance. I know, it's so romantic. I mean, to be fair to Julianne Huff, so like you said, Julianne Huff was 24, um, so she was under the 25 age limit, but she is two years older than his ideal age of 22, and so I'm pretty sure that Leo's body, like, and his brain, they don't shut down if someone is under 25, but I think they probably power down into energy saving mode if he detects a woman under 25 or over 22. So it's not really his fault. It's just his DNA. And he's like the environmentalist of our time. So he's saving energy. He's preserving energy by not putting it all into it. So yeah. Robert De Niro was on The Tonight Show and Jimmy Fallon asked him if it's true that he was originally cast in the Tom Hanks role in Big, which was directed by the late great Penny Marshall. Uh, De Niro confirmed that and only said that they had a thing with negotiations and it went the way it went and it's fine. So things broke down in negotiations. That's the De Niro translation of that. So sadly, we never got the scene in F.E.O. Schwartz where De Niro is uh, tap dancing and says, uh, I'm tapping here. Oh, wait, that <laughs> wait, is that Pacino? That's Dustin that's Hoffman. That's Hoffman. That's Dustin Hoffman in um, Midnight same Cowboy. Thing. Same thing. <laughs> no, are you are you thinking of like, are you tapping to me? Are you tapping to me? Yeah, I that, don't see anyone works, else here on this piano. Is, is that De Niro? That is De Niro. Okay, that better. works better. <laughs> I was going to say, my joke can't beat that. My joke can't beat you thinking that um, he was quoting Dustin Hoffman, but... Here's my joke. Negotiations fell through when Robert De Niro realized the film takes place in New Jersey and Long Island. It's about a guy who makes money in a shady way, stars Robert Loggia, and nobody gets whacked. Yeah, in the De Niro version, yeah, Zoltar would have got it. And on TikTok, uh, there was this trend started by a TikToker, Shopla11, who claimed that if you steep lettuce in boiling water like tea and drink it, it's Mother Nature's Ambien and will put you to sleep right away. So lettuce, lettuce has high levels of lactoserium, I butcher that, which promotes sleepiness. But doctors say that you need to eat an entire field of lettuce to get enough lactoserium to put you to sleep. Meanwhile, Kale is over here being like, I thought I was the most boring leaf. No, it's lettuce. And if you just want to sleep, you know, go to sleep, don't steep lettuce. Just fuck Leonardo DiCaprio. His laziness puts you right to sleep. It's show and tell time. This is where Allison and I talk about something we're into and share it with you. So my show and tell this week is a show and tell that I would not be able to do in my third grade class, not because it's adult oriented, but because we were forbidden, I don't know if you were too in show and tell, from bringing pets to show and tell. 
Oh yeah, we weren't allowed anything live. Yeah, we couldn't have any th- yeah, any kind of pet. So my show and tell is my new dog. I got a new dog, Lila. Ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs> so like as some of you who listen to this podcast know, um, I lost my dog of 17 years last year, LB. And like I knew I wanted to get another dog, but mm-hmm. I like you know, I was very sad. So I didn't yeah. know if I would eventually ever be ready to. Because right. every day I was like, I would look around the house and I would, this would remind me of LV. This would remind me. I'd be like, I'm not ready. Because I, you know, I don't want to get a new dog and then compare the dog. Well, yeah. And like part of you, tell me if this is correct. Did you feel like it was almost like an act of betrayal? Like where you're like, oh, I, I'm moving on too quickly or something like that. Like you start to kind of like trick yourself into thinking it's a bad idea. No, I think for me, it was just like, I knew that I wanted to get another dog eventually, but I had to like, you know, I'm always going to mourn Elvie, but I had to be in a place where it wasn't, yeah, where I was ready. And so about like three months ago, um, I I suddenly, like, honestly, it was like one day I woke up and I was like, okay, I'm ready. And so I started seriously looking for a dog and I found one quite quickly. I um, I used Pet Finder mm-hmm. and I saw Lila's pictures and it just it just felt right, like from the mm-hmm. pictures. It just and then I read her profile, what kind of dog she is, and then it really felt right. It was like it's I'm talking like it's dating, like <laughs> Tinder. <laughs> but that's kind of what's got of what it's like. So um, I got her from a rescue organization out of San Diego called the Animal Pad. And anybody who has adopted a dog through a rescue knows that it's a fucking process. And mm. it was like I, I filled out an application. I, you know, I, I, uh, I met Lila and her foster. Um, they called my vet. They called friends like to make sure that I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not totally crazy. They checked my house. So it took like two weeks and I wasn't sure. And through the whole process, I'm like, I'm, I'm, is this going to happen? Like, yeah, it wasn't well, sure. Well, because sometimes it doesn't happen for people. They go through the whole thing. And at the very last minute, they're like, we've decided to turn down your application. Like, it can totally happen. So it's, yeah. You know. And I was honestly the third or fourth choice. <laughs> so, but it, like, it was meant to be. And I'm happy that I went through that process because it like it it allowed me to be really really sure that this was a good match since we're going to yeah. be together forever I need to make sure it's a good match and it's and it's a good match I mean she's a loner she likes to lay around perfect so she came from a hoarding situation so Aww. she went from a hoarder to living with a whore I've been waiting to say that. But um, her foster, like, really helped with socialization and, um, you know, living in a stable home. So I've had her for about six weeks. Um, She's not totally comfortable, but she's getting there. And they weren't sure what kind of breed she was. So they they knew she was a Chihuahua mix. Mm -hmm. So I had her DNA tested. I was just going to ask. I'm like, did you go get her DNA tested, her doggy DNA? I had to get her DNA tested. And it turns out she's 100% that bitch. But um, <laughs> she's also half Chihuahua. She's like 45% Chihuahua. And then she's she has super, like, she has long legs. So I thought yeah. Whippet Greyhound. I really thought she was either mixed with Whippet or Greyhound. She's mixed with neither. She's mixed mm. with Poodle, Pekingese, Shih Tzu, Dotson, Cocker Spaniel, 
tons of dogs, so but mostly Chihuahua. Dachshunds, they have tiny legs. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Maybe the poodle. <laughs> I yeah, something else. So, <laughs> and then the whole name was a journey. Like mm-hmm. that naming her, I went through every single name. Um, I wanted to wait until she came home with us to lock down a name. And I thought I did. And then I was scrolling through Instagram and there was a video from Charo. And she posted like a video like from the olden days, like on the Tonight Show or something, right? And she had like this li- her little chihuahua with her. And she's like, this is my chihuahua, Delilah Kuka. And I was like, okay, that name is too long. Um, but I like Lila. And so I kind of played with that and Lila's name the, the, the rescue named her they named her quesadilla quesadilla oh right? that's that's very cute i i like that a lot i like lila yeah. but quesadilla is very adorable no, too i didn't like quesadilla at all so i know it's gonna change it. <laughs> and the last four letters are are i l l a and mix those together and it's lila so i thought that's a little you know, tribute. Yeah. So I really should have named her Lilibet now that I think about it. But um, it's not too late. Yeah. But yeah, I named her like Chara always has the answer. So True. yeah, that's my show. I'll post pictures of her if I remember on Instagram tonight. I haven't posted any pictures on my Instagram, which is Lucite Forever, because like I didn't want to jinx it. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, I, yeah. I need to wait a while because, you know, someone could knock on the door and be like, whoops, we made a mistake. This dog belongs to somebody else. Yeah, exactly. So oh, you checked yeah. her microchip and here's her actual family to come get her. Yeah, you would yeah. hate for that to happen. Yeah. But I'll, 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 if I can remember, post pictures of her on Instagram tonight. Welcome to welcome to the world, Lila. Welcome to your new welcome. world, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> your new world, Ex- yeah. You've existed in the world prior to this, but this is, yeah. a, this is a new life and a new chapter for you. Yes. So, what's what's your show and tell? A, okay. a dog, a cat. Yeah, I I also have got a dog. Someone was <laughs> dumb enough to give me a dog. No, I don't have a dog. Um, I don't have any. I don't have any animals in my life. Um, but what I well actually my uh, show and tell is about an animal as well, a chicken. So my show that's and tell is, dead. Yeah, it's a dead chicken. <laughs> dead chicken with like just the body parts the breast and the thighs yeah. so um my show and tell this week is food of course w- when is it not so um june is pride month and it's also the month that we learn that chick-fil-a ceo dan kathy has still been donating to an organization that has been fighting the equality act so i mean if you didn't give up chick-fil-a back in like 2012 when we all learned about this and i know that some people are guilty i myself am guilty of that i've eaten a chick-fil-a but Mm -hmm. now there's there's like no reason to there's literally no reason to anymore like we know that chick-fil-a is donating money to you know organizations that are doing bad work so what do you want to do the one thing that i see from people sometimes is they're like i know chick-fil-a is bad i i'm not eating at it anymore but i miss the chicken so if you miss the chicken you can easily make it at home so my show and tell is two things my show and tell the first one is how to make Chick-fil-A sauce. So get two tea, two tablespoons of honey, one tablespoon of yellow mustard, two teaspoons of Dijon mustard, a quarter of a cup of mayo, two teaspoons of lemon juice, and two tablespoons of barbecue sauce. 
whisk it all together and then put it in the fridge overnight. That's critical. Anytime you make a sauce, I'm not a food expert here. I'm not Rachel Ray. But if you make a sauce, you have to put it in the fridge overnight. And that's how it will taste like sauce sauce. Like I think that some people when they're like, I don't like the taste of mayonnaise. It's because like they've eaten like a sauce or a spread that was just made and it tastes very much like mayo. But if you put it in the fridge overnight, all the flavors work together and it tastes delicious. So anyway, you can make that sauce. You don't have to go to, you know, the chicken place to get it. So the second one is how to make Chick-fil-A chicken at home. I've done this recipe twice now and yes, it tastes exactly the same. So what you want to do is um, I I am referencing a recipe from a website called damndelicious.net, but you can find this recipe anywhere. If you just Google how to make, you know, that chicken, you can get it. So what you really want is two to one pickle juice to milk. So if you have two cups of pickle juice, one cup of milk, one cup of pickle juice, half a cup of milk, whisk it together and then throw some chicken breasts in it and soak them for at least an hour in the fridge. Again, I'm a big believer in putting things in the fridge overnight. So soak it in the fridge overnight if you want to. So you use like a, a chicken breast, like a boneless chicken breast. Boneless, skinless chicken breast. Yeah. And do like, you pound it? Do I pound it? No, mm. I no, I, I cut it in half. So like I find for okay. me, one chicken breast is too thick. I like to cut it in half. And plus that way you get more flavor on it. Okay. So it's not as like thick of a bite, but it's more manageable. And plus, if you like to double stack up your like, you know, chicken breasts then it's great so um you chicken soaking overnight take it out of the fridge shake the uh breasts off so that you get most of the brining liquid off of it and then you're gonna want to um mix up like milk and egg together dunk the chicken in that shake that a little bit off and then your flour dredge to make it taste like the chicken that i'm talking about is just gonna be flour salt pepper and a little bit of powdered sugar um their chicken is like a little bit sweet. So if you're looking up recipes for this, just look for the one that includes a dredge that has some sugar in it. Um, and it's powdered sugar because obviously you don't want like giant crystals of sugar. Uh, and then yeah, fry your chicken as you normally would, whether you use vegetable oil or peanut oil. That is your preference. Um, Can you then, use an air fryer? Yeah, you could use an air fryer. Yeah, any any way that you do chicken. The critical part is that you soak it in a mixture of pickle juice and milk. I've done it with just pickle juice. And what that kind of does is you need the milk to balance it out. But also pickle juice kind of, um, it's like ceviches it. Like, you know how you make ceviche with like raw shrimp and like lime juice and stuff? Yeah. So just it pickle juice. It gives it juice, the acid, yeah. Yeah, it's too much acid and it kind of sort of cooks the chicken on the outside. It's it's not great. You need the milk. Um, and then if you don't want to do all that, this is the third part of my show and tell. You can go to Burger King. Burger King has a new chicken sandwich um, called the Chicken Sandwich. And it's supposed to be their like Popeye's chicken sandwich or whatever. Um, they've also pledged to donate up to uh, $250,000 to the human rights campaign in June. Or I think they said uh, $250,000 or... 40% of something like 60,000 chicken sandwiches, whichever comes first. Um, if you don't live in a country that currently has the Burger King chicken sandwich, um, I've been told before that you can go to Wendy's and ask for spicy chicken sandwich with no lettuce or tomatoes, but you add onions and pickles and you get pretty much the sandwich that I was talking about above that were that you were trying to avoid. So yeah, that's my long show and tell is how to make chicken if you don't want to support 
Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I'm never, I'm like a um, virgin Chick-fil-A. I'm mm-hmm. a gold star gay because I've never eaten the tears of gays in a Chick-fil-A yep. sandwich. So yeah, I, I have no idea if if it tastes like that, but yeah, I'll try it and it'll, yeah. It'll be delicious to me because I have nothing to compare it to. Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing. It's a delicious chicken sandwich, but you don't have to buy it from there. You can totally make it at home. Or again, go to Wendy's or Burger King because listen, it's pretty much all the same thing. Yeah, and if you really want to make it, um, you know, Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. write me. I will cry into a, um, I will cry into a jar and send it to you. So you can put the tears of a gay into it to, you know, really get the Chick-fil-A taste. But you have to pay for your own postage. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so make that chicken sandwich, and um, that ends this episode. Um, if you have a question for us, or a note, or a tip, or anything, you can uh, email us at dtp at dealisu.com. We'll be back next week. Bye. Goodbye, then. <laughs> Bye.